DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I'm delighted to be joined by Father Robert Spitzer, who is the former president of Gonzaga University. He's the founder and president of the Magis Center, committed to the revitalization of transcendence and virtue through the close connection between science, reason, and faith. He's also the president of the Spitzer Center of Ethical Leadership. He's the author of seven books, including Finding True Happiness, New Proofs for the Existence of God, Healing the Culture, Ten Universal Principles, and Five Pillars of the Spiritual Life. With Father Robert Spitzer, we go inside the pages of The Soul's Upward Yearning, Clues to Our Transcendent Nature from Experience and Reason, published by Ignatius Press. Father Robert Spitzer uses physics, cosmology, psychology, neuroscience, NDE studies, and contemporary philosophy to reveal the truth of our spiritual nature in his book, The Soul's Upward Journey. Since the 20th century, scientific materialism has so undermined our belief in the human capacity for transcendence that many people find it difficult to believe in God and the human soul. The materialist perspective has not only cast its spell on the natural sciences, psychology, philosophy, and literature, it also has enthralled popular culture, which offers very little to encourage the soul's upward yearning. Ironically, the evidence for transcendence is greater today than in any other period in history. In the soul's upward yearning, Father Spitzer shows that we are transcendent beings with souls capable of surviving bodily death that we are self-reflective beings, aware of and able to strive toward perfect truth, love, goodness, and beauty, and that we have the dignity of being created in the very image of God. If we underestimate these truths, we undervalue one another, underlive our lives, and underachieve our destiny. We now begin part two of our discussion with Father Robert Spitzer. What I love so much about it, Father Spitzer, is that experience that 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 identifying, acknowledging the sense of the sacred, and you help us to enter into that in that interiority in our heart by not using, and I'm not discounting them by any stretch of the imagination. I mean that the great, the mystical doctors of the church, whether it's John mm-hmm. of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, you name them, mm-hmm. but you you use contemporaries who have been enlightened in particular fields that can help identify that interior heart experience in a way that head person, can I say, yeah. I, I mean, it's so convincing. I oh, just, yeah. It's remarkable. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I first read the studies of Eliada, Marcia Eliada, you know, the great historian philosopher of religion, um, you know, uh, I mean, this guy, I mean, he... he he was utterly comprehensive, right? Mm-hmm. He writes this, you know, uh, you know, eight volume encyclopedia of religion. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be a little obsessive if you're going to do that. <laughs> but I mean, it, this is a, a, a this is a true scholar, and I mean, he goes through and he finally says, you know, what is it that's in every religion? And he goes through and he identifies all of these elements of religion. 
And what I find fascinating is it's there not because one culture borrowed it from another culture. All these cultures are, they have the same elements independently of one another. In other words, they independently derived the same sense of the sacred, the same sense of cult, the same sense of the holy, the same sense of worship, the same sense of, of a sacredness of place and sacredness of time, and the same sense of, you know, a religious propriety, the same sense of a religious ritual. I mean, and you, you look at, I mean, even the rituals themselves, you know, sacrifices, altars, I mean, completely independently of each other, all of these cultures are springing up all over the world doing the same thing. You've got to scratch your head and go, why is it that human beings are universally doing this? And Eliade just gives you the answer, because God basically is present to you, giving you this religious intuition, the sense of the sacred, which causes, of course, all of these desires within you to worship and so forth. And he, by the way, he you know, connects himself uh, very clearly with, with Rudolf Otto as well, you know, mm-hmm. the one who did the, the, the important work called the, the idea of the holy on the numinous experience. And and uh, so, but these studies are important, and and comprehensive studies are really important. That include you know all world religions. You know, God doesn't leave anybody out. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, basically, you know, you're, God's not going to condemn anybody because of an accident of birth, as as our good you know Vatican two documents say. Mm-hmm. I mean, God is going to, as as uh, Lumen Gentium says, God will save every human being through the um, uh, saving activity of Jesus Christ, you know, if they seek him um, with a sincere heart and try to follow him according to the dictates of their conscience. That's a quote right out of Lumen Gentium, which is the dogmatic constitution of the Church. So no, but, so this, you know, you know, we look at it, and of course God's going to give the seven, there's seven characteristics of, of, of religions that are almost universal, which I outline in the book, and, and I just say, you know, yes, of course God is present, God is present to us in our soul, you know, and, and of course he's calling us according to the dictates uh, of our conscience, and, and, and you know, in, in so doing, you know, um, I mean, he's left a massive amount of evidence for us to, to look at about his presence to us in the, in the interior. The sheer joy of discovery, if this doesn't compel someone to pick up a copy of the book and just begin the adventure of the, you know, that, that pondering and the encounter, and I don't want to bring up the negatives, but it does have incredible negatives to our culture because of this loss of the transcendence. I mean, if you, if it isn't just for the joy of doing it, do it because our culture needs this. And you identified the four very real reasons why. Yeah, I mean, first of all, that that Candida Dervick study uh, from the American Psychiatric Association ought to give everybody pause, because you know you do not want a whole culture moving to increase suicide rates, impulse aggressivity, and, and meaninglessness, despondency, substance abuse, and familial tensions. This, this would be a very bad cultural trend. Mm-hmm. But secondly, there's a really great study done by a guy named Parbatia and several uh, authors on religious people and ethics. And what he shows at the end of this very comprehensive study 
is that religiously affiliated people are much more unlikely to do something unethical at the moment of decision. Now, you could say, well, what do you mean? Do you mean religious people know more about ethics than non-religious people? No, I'm not saying that, although they might, they Mm -hmm. might. But what the study shows is that religious people are more, much more unwilling to be unethical at the moment of decision. They're going to act on their beliefs about right and wrong more than non-religious people are going to act. So we don't want cultures where we have a slip in the ethical trend, as it were, where we all of a sudden we give up religion and, of course, that that desire, you know, to to remain ethical at the moment of decision starts slipping as well. We we don't want people having a lesser sense of themselves. In other words, just to treat themselves like a clump of of atoms and molecules. Because if you do, that's the kind of materialism, right, that led fascists and communists both. Right, Marx was just he was a dialectical materialist. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, at, 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 at the end of the day, the communists and the fascists were both ultimately, you know, materialistic in their view of the human being. So you're just a bunch of atoms, you know, and, and molecules. You deserve the respect of atoms and molecules. And we all know what happens when totalitarian regimes get the sense that people are utterly expendable, merely material entities. They, they, they of course, do terribly, not only unethical, but, but just absolutely, uh, you know, uh, tragic things. So, so at the end of the day, yeah, the cultural trends, um, you know, with the decline of religion are, you know, this kind of increased malaise in the culture, this increased sense of materialism in, in the tragedies that it produces, this increased sense of, of willingness to be unethical, and, and of course all of the other things of, of you know, um, of uh, uh, suicide rates and despondency and uh, impulse aggressivity, etc. It's not a good sign for the culture because we were meant to be religious and we were called from the day our soul was infused in our body at the very moment of conception, we were already being called by God to himself. And, and I believe that. I think a single-celled embryo has a, a soul sufficient to be called by God even then in the most mysterious of ways. So, you know, I, I, I have to say, you know, um, we are we're making a big mistake with our materialism, and the only way is to, to counteract it is a contemporary Catholic narrative on transcendentalism, which is the opposite of materialism. Yeah, I would also add into that very quickly, Father Spitzer, also the need for this because it is an important source of healing and consolation for those who are suffering and who are sick. And particularly, I would, if you don't mind me saying that in Western Europe and in America, at least, where we have this overwhelming, because of this loss of transcendence, we seek out everything we possibly can so we do not suffer or we don't, of course, no one wants to suffer. And of course, we don't want to be sick. But we've lost a sense of the value that that can bring to our culture. Am I making sense with that, Father Spitzer? Absolutely. In fact, I wrote a whole book on it. It's coming, it's the fourth book in the quartet. So The Soul's Upward Yearning is the second book in the quartet. 
Um, you know, and uh, Finding True Happiness was the first book. The third book is going to be on Jesus, The Reasons for Believing on Jesus. It's called God So Loved the World, uh, Clues to Our Transcendent Destiny from the Revelation of Jesus, and that's coming out in February. Then somewhere around uh, probably August-ish, uh, right in that area, there's another book called The Light Shines On in the Darkness, Contending with Suffering Through Faith. And boy, Chris, I'm telling you, that whole book is devoted not only to showing why what you're saying is correct, but showing people how to suffer well through their faith, because that's precisely what needs to be restored. And if we don't restore it, at at the end of the day, I I think we're going to have much more tragedy in the culture. The malaise and the despondency that I was talking about that, that's going to, you know, if we lose not only a sense of our transcendence and a sense of God's presence to us in prayer and a sense of the meaningfulness of our suffering in light of our eternal life and in light of the unconditional love to which we're called, if we lose that sense uh, altogether, then I, I think you're not just going to see suicide rates uh, increasing a- along a-, a rather steep slope. You're going to see it in almost a hyperbolic slope you know, and and I think it's going to be a real tragedy for our, our culture. And right now, uh, you know, the Pew survey says with our young people, we're moving uh, in in atheism. We're we're not in atheism, but unbelief, mm-hmm. which is nuns in their survey, N O N E S. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the nuns. Uh, we're moving at uh, an increase rate of one percent a year, so from about twenty four percent to thirty six percent a year. And so, when you really think about it. You know, um, uh, we're becoming a culture of unbelievers, and uh, and I, I don't want to see what that culture looks like, but it, but it won't be pretty. And all the new fangled computer games and all the new internet options, they're not going to make any difference, because we're going to be so spiritually sick, so transcendentally deprived. It really is going to be a culture of malaise. Look at Europe. Mm-hmm. It's already mm-hmm. there. They're they're like 15 years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Just look, and and I mean, do we want to go there? I don't think we want to go there. I mean, I, I think right now we just have to get people re-inspired to learn about their transcendence. We have to be countercultural with our Catholic uh, contemporary Catholic narrative on transcendence and really insist in our high schools, in our college campus ministries, in, in you know, our adult faith formation programs and so forth, we really have to insist that, uh, that uh, people start looking at the fundamentals of our transcendental nature once again. Because if, if the Catholic Church and if other churches do not do this on a scientific basis, and on a logical and reasonable, experiential, well-studied, sociological basis, then I think we're just going to lose the battle. We have to use the tools that the contemporary culture thinks are really valuable. And by the way, those tools point to transcendence more than any other era. That's the irony. We have more evidence today for transcendence than ever before, and here we are losing our sense of transcendence. It is the biggest mismatch I, I can possibly imagine. So that, that's anyway the, 
I, I don't want to, you know, I always have hope, and I know that God will lead us through this. My gosh, he's led us through much tougher periods in, in world history. I mean, not uh, the least of which is horrible wars and so forth. But I still think we need to do something. And so at the end of the, the book on suffering, chapter 10, there's a whole philosophy of culture. And what does the culture have to do to respond to this? And what part does the church have to play in making the culture to be what I would call level three and level four culture instead of a level one and level two culture. We're, 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 we've, we've got a long ways to go. We do a lot of things right. We do retreats right. We do spiritual encounters right. We, we have The Pope is just, you know, man, he's speaking to the heart right. I mean, you know, there's so many good things going on, but we better get the scientific basis and the empirical basis for transcendence. We need to get that right out in front of people, unabashedly, unashamedly, with words like transcendental. we got to get it out there so that, honestly, people can go, whoa, there is a reason for, you know, belief. (laughs) Well, there is amen to that, Father Spitzer, because the thing is you spoke about wars, and yes, we've gone through the last several centuries of some horrific battles, horrific wars against humanity, and yet... This is the greatest war, isn't it? The, if we lose our sense of our souls, then what do we have left? Well, you know, it, it, it is so interesting, you know, that it, it's going to be the silent war. You know, in other words, you know, the devil wins by literally the soft cell. Mm. And, of course, the soft cell is the soft cell about us. I mean, you know, if I were the devil, what would I do? You know, I would deconstruct God. Then after I deconstructed God, I would deconstruct happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the first thing I do is deconstruct God and transcendence. So I, I deconstruct your soul and God. I'd turn you into a materialist. Then I would deconstruct happiness, and I'd make you think that real happiness is materialistic and ego-comparative happiness rather than contributive and, and transcendent happiness. Then once I deconstruct happiness, I can deconstruct freedom. Then I can right, turn freedom into you know, freedom from instead of freedom for. Then I can deconstruct love. I can turn love into just love me and so forth and so on and instead of love others. And then once I've got those things deconstructed, I can deconstruct everything, right? I can deconstruct. Mm-hmm virtue, I can deconstruct personhood, I can deconstruct the common good, I can actually turn the entire culture right upside down on its head, lose its every bit of its civility since the time of Plato and Aristotle, all of the increased civility from Jesus Christ and the revelation uh, of God, I can just turn it upside down on its head and give them in all of the place of wisdom and beauty and goodness and love and transcendence and their eternal dignity and destiny, I can give them computer games. Mm. Wow, what a trade-off. Mm. And we're basically, we're basically doing it. Mm. And I'm just scratching my head going, why is it, are these computers, are these, is the internet, is it that transfixing? I mean, is, you know, I, I know there's a problem with pornography. I know there's a problem with, you know, the, the image-based data. I know there's a problem with level one, you know, things, you know, and, and, and how intense they, these things can be. But nevertheless, do we really want to give up everything for that? You know, and, and, and people aren't asking that question. And, and what I'm trying to do is, through the Maja Center, is not just, 
you know, write books on, you know, the, the souls of Europe. I, I, I'm trying to give free videos, you know, you know, little three minute videos that I can, you know, send out and try and hopefully make go viral and so forth, trying to get some stuff going that I think will maybe entertain the kids, you know, computer games that'll show them, hey, if you change the constants of the universe, you can watch the universe disappear, watch the universe burn, watch the universe get crunched and so forth and so on. You know, something that'll get their attention so that they will finally ask this question, what is the meaning of life? What is the real meaning of happiness? One or two or three or four? What's going to be the deal for me? And so if they could just start saying, do I want to give up everything just to sit there on my computer all day? Do I really want to give up everything to live a life of complete materialistic hedonism? Do I really want to give up everything for the pleasure principle writ large? Do I really want to give up everything for just one more notch of ego comparative superiority? Really, really, do I want to? And I'm hoping they're going to say, gee, I I think I'm worth more than that. I I, I think I've been called to more than that. I think I've been called to an eternal dignity and destiny with God and a transcendental vision and glory. I, I, I think there's something in me that's just quaking and telling me I'm more you know, that, you know, the, the great poet John Donne, right? Mm-hmm. Batter my heart, three-person God. You know, in other words, just, you know, tell me who I am, you know, and, and, and you know, show me the redemption, you know, that, you, that you're going to uh, bring about, you know. And, 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 of course, we know, we deeply, deeply know these things. Yet at the same time, if we don't ask the question, if we just sit there at the computer, wide-eyed, doe-eyed, pie-eyed, sitting there at the computer, just being entertained, we come so dangerously close to wasting our lives tragically. And that's why the book's there, but that's also the website, modgestcenter.com, if I might shamelessly say it. Um, that's why we, we, we basically put it out, because we want any means possible, high school, college courses, adult formation, free videos, three-minute clips on the Internet, anything, anything to get people to ask the question about their transcendence and their true dignity and destiny. Well, Father Spitzer, just the the work that you do, I mean, I, I have to say on a personal note, I mean, you are my absolute favorite author. I, I just absolutely you, cannot Chris. read you enough. And I just, this the soul's upward yearning is the one I'm walking around and it's getting all beat up already because I just keep going back and pondering and reflecting. But you're also one of the dearest pastors I believe that we have in the church today. You are the, truly a shepherd who is helping us to be that lumen gentium, to be that light of Christ. Mm-hmm. So that our Thank souls, you. and it's through our souls that it happens, doesn't it, Father Spitzer? And it's very true. If you didn't have a soul, you wouldn't be drawn there. No child would be drawn there. No innocent would be drawn there. I mean, I just love hanging around a large community. You know, mm-hmm. here are some people who've got some real challenges in their lives, you know, and yet their sense of God and transcendence is a glow in their eyes. I mean, it's as if, you know, okay, there might be some verbal and, you know, memory, you know, production problems, but I'll tell you something, those kids know 
God and they know love and they know authentic love in God and they just, gosh, they get it. And I just love hanging around them because it's almost like this testimony that they not only have this soul, but they have this soul which has such transparency in their innocence. And their God is just communicating away, just manifesting love for everybody to see who wants to see. Beautiful. I wish we had more time, Father Spitzer. Any fo- final thoughts? Oh, I just say, you know, uh, if if you, if people in your audience are, are teachers, I'm begging you to get this book and present even little snippets of it to your classes or, you know, just take our video series. It's co-published with Ignatius Press called, um, you know, uh, Happiness um, uh, the series. It's mm-hmm. what's called Happiness the Series. And, and it's got all this evidence for transcendence in it, near-death experiences, the four levels of happiness. I'm begging you, just, just give our kids a fight and chance to, to see what reason and experience can do uh, to really, you know, show them their true selves. So if, if you're in the high school business or, you know, you're in the adult faith formation business, I'd, I'd ask you just take a look at some of these videos, some of these workbooks, or even the soul's upward yearning and finding true happiness and see if, if there's some possibility of getting it to, right to the heart of the kids. And we're looking for endowments really to underwrite these things in and, and every high school so that, you know, uh, you know, every high school will be able to, to afford it. So um, thanks, Chris, for letting me, you know, give me not only the soap soapbox, but the, uh, you know. <laughs> I love it. Father Spitzer, any time. And, and I, you know, I encourage people, uh, for all God's kids, not only those that are in high school, but as you pointed out, those in adult faith formation, RCIA programs, study groups. I mean, this is, I don't want to say it's a higher level of apologetic. It, it's, it's actually a deeper, a deeper, more penetrating apologetic that this really has the potential to change um, not just and bring people to the faith, but help them to be steeped in it. Yeah. Well, that's the true purpose of the book. Um, uh, very honestly, I think you you really. <laughs> I love once it. Once again, you you probed it. You found it. <laughs> I do. I love it, Father Spitzer. God bless you, and thank you so very much. God bless you too, Chris, and God bless you. With Father Robert Spitzer, we've gone inside the pages of. The Soul's Upward Yearning, Clues to Our Transcendent Nature from Experience and Reason. To learn more about this book or to obtain a copy, go to Ignatius.com, the website for its publisher, Ignatius Press, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this discussion along with many others, go to DiscerningHearts.com. This has been a production of DiscerningHearts.com. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Join me next time for... Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.